Yes, yes, guys, we are here. Episode 15, the podcast. We have massive superstar Sammy Vergy inside <laughs> the fucking place. I don't know about massive, massive superstar, but <laughs> he's up there. He's up there. Some some would call him the uh, the goat of baseline. You know, he's the self proclaimed king of bass. And we look quite similar, so you're in for a treat. <laughs> so I've got to start, Sammy. I'm sure that I've got loads of people listening who already love your music. They love your sets. Where are you from? What's your nationality? Just out of curiosity. Um, I'm British, but I'm half Indian. Oh, big so on my dad's side. Yeah, yeah. You got you got that nice skin colour. Nice yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, brown gang, brown gang. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm half Lebanese, so oh nice, nice, nice. Bit, bit of culture, stirred Great up. Great food, me. Lebanese food. Oh, you know that. My dad, my dad's got a restaurant in Knightsbridge, so I have to take. This oh, is it? Oh, that's wicked. Marouche, Marouche. <laughs> Mashallah. All right, so <laughs> so Sammy, tell me, how did you get started on this mad journey? There's gonna be so many people aspiring to be where you are today so tell us how'd you get started how have you found your journey so far yeah I mean it's been it's been pretty amazing I mean it's just like it's something I've wanted to do I've always been involved in music since a kid like I was um you know I was making music on guitar and piano when I was like, like really young and then it wasn't until maybe when I was like 11 or 12 maybe I got into electronic music like started trying to make dubstep um I was I was always messing around on um garage band and then I'd go over to my dad's house and he had logic on his computer because he he's a musician as well. Um and I'll just try and I obviously like what I was making was rubbish. Like, was <laughs> I'm gonna try and source out some like one of the first tunes I made. It's dreadful, but yeah. just making some some like dreadful dubstep and then um DJing wise, I, I kind of got a controller when I, when I was 16 and started messing around. And then it wasn't until uni where I got, I was getting some DJ sets and clubs, um, but also getting noticed for my productions as well. Um, and then, yeah, it's just sort of gone on from there. I, it's hard to tell where, where, like to pinpoint a moment where it was like a, a takeoff moment, but um yeah, it's all just sort of been a, a progression, yeah. That's amazing, man. So inspirational. Like, you shell down every set and, and it's amazing. Why don't we tell some of the upcoming uh, DJs and producers how you kind of prepare a set? What's your mindset when you go in and make a track? Do you have a, a structure for that? How can the kids learn from you and be a boss? <laughs> um, I think I think with making a track, with me, it's just I've always just sat down and and done it and <laughs> that's, that's <a> great advice <laughs> no I, I mean I used to just do it all the time like I would you know miss doing homework and <laughs> just be producing and that's all I would do um and, and I'd say just like creativity comes when it comes and just sort of you know don't don't try and force anything but yeah just like sort of let it flow in a way um and then what was the what was the other question <clears throat> planning your dj sets oh. do you do you do you pre-prepare do you have your doubles ready do you have oh. what's your what's the vibe so i organize everything into key like i mix i mix religiously by key um so i was so i'll sat i'll sit down i mean you can do it on record box it can tell you the key but it gets it wrong quite often <laughs> 
So I'll sit there with a the piano and just find the key and, and org organize it in that way. Um, and then, yeah, I've got my mixes that know that I know do well. I, sometimes I'll sit on record box and just try things and see if they work and be like, oh, that's good. I'll try that tonight. Um, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sick. And um, in the studio, who are your favorite artists that you've collabed with so far? And who are the top three you'd like to collab with in the future? Um, I think uh, I think MPH was a good one. Um, like it flowed really nicely. Uh, who, who asked if I'd done a collab with? I, I also a lot of collabs. I, I haven't actually got into the studio with a person. It's just been like over stems, but I don't. It's hard to say who the top three are. They're all, you know, they're all good, good in their own way. Like Champion and Flavor D, and you know, people like that. Um, there's 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 a lot of collabs that haven't come out and have been good studio sessions. But I, you know who I'd say the best. I think the best person I've been in the studio with is a guy called Titch, and he owns Off and Up Records, which is like a Sheffield baseline label. And uh, he's got so many aliases, but he is like one of the most talented people ever. And just going in the studio with him, I was just like, this guy's a beast. Like, he's he's ridiculous. Like he he's responsible for fat world superior cornrows to name a few that's like the heavy yeah, 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 yeah. Crew. but he he was um he was probably yeah that's some og og baseline stuff was he in charge yeah. of like was that niche was it niche that was that that label future niche i can't remember yeah yeah niche niche is the, the old club yeah yeah and and so for those joining us on video, Sammy's in some sort of spaceship. <laughs> Tell us, Sammy, what's your, what's your studio saying? I see there's lots of uh, uh, yeah, it's just um, paddles and yeah, just lovely. Got your guitar, like, yeah, piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, got a protein shaker. I'm yeah, sure yeah, some other stuff protein. there. Love that. <laughs> and what 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 protein are you having at the moment, G? What what are you on? You know what? You... I haven't been to the gym since I got back from Australia, but uh, um, <laughs> it's diet fuel. And it's got loads of fiber in it makes you uh makes you lose weight as well but lit he's <laughs> got too much beer <laughs> yeah yeah so tell us about your tour life how was australia what did you get up to any funny tour stories how did australia, you what was yeah australia was amazing like uh, so i went to new zealand first and did um new year's eve there and that was amazing um and like the people are just the people are so funny, like, <laughs> it's really good to, to go out there. And then my first experience of Australia was went and did this festival in Perth and then went to this afters and they had bought a house and they refurbished it, but they, they're just starting to refurbish it. And the first thing they did was put a club in their house. And I mean, like, was, this is like a proper club. They had stamps and everything and like neon lights and decks and everything it was just like is this what all of australia is like and i was just yeah australia was amazing amazing and was was perth your your favorite place that you visited i don't know it, it, they were all good in different ways like perth you know had some really cool people um and melbourne was the best set i think that was probably my favorite set ever sick um, uh but like it, it's beautiful as well australia 
you know mm. they were all good all the cities were, were good in their own way yeah and um we often have women on the podcast and we ask about their experience in the music industry but with males i'm more inclined to ask about like mental health and like how you keep mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very relevant topic and there's obviously a huge stigma around it we're trying to remove how how is your mental health on tour how do you keep it tip top are there any exercises that you do what's the kind of diet that you follow for djs who may want to tour in the future but are afraid of the implications of getting fucked up every day <laughs> yeah i mean I think I think you know your limit. Like, if you're doing three nights in a row, you might want to have one night off, or you know, take it easy one of the nights. Um, I I try and go to the gym in the week. <laughs> Again, I haven't since <laughs> being back, but try try to do some exercise. I also take like a lot of vitamins and stuff like that, and just try and be healthy, drink lots of water, like eat healthy. Eating healthy is a massive thing as well. Like, because on tour, sometimes you can't, you know, just try and not and have McDonald's all the time. Because <laughs> um, it does actually make you feel like shit. Uh, so yeah, just try and be healthy in those ways. And, and yeah, try and get as much sleep as you can. Like that, you know? Yeah, that's sick. Sick advice. Yeah, definitely write that down, lads and, and ladies. And I know a few big DJs, they struggle with uh, pre-performance anxiety. Mm. Some of them have thrown up before gigs, <laughs> which is is common. Uh, yeah. What's, what's, I, how do you tackle that, Sammy? I get nervous before every single gig. Like, I'm quite bad for it. Um, I, if you see me at gig backstage, I'll just be pacing around. That's what I do. I just pace and it's I, it's just part of it i don't think there's anything you can do for that uh like it's a it's a pretty daunting thing going up and playing in front of people and i worry about just performing i want to be as good as possible and all the night to go as well as possible um i don't know you just gotta <laughs> you just gotta take it on the chin like that's what that's what comes with it i think it um, is yeah but if, if you are getting i mean i haven't thrown up but if you are getting nervous that's a good thing because it means you care so yeah that's just about to say that yeah great yeah. minds great minds i, I think <laughs> in terms of like you, you were saying before mental health like there's another that is something that comes with being a producer and a dj full-time like it, it it does it does take it's impossible not to get in your own head about things and to feel like sometimes feel like you're not doing enough or you know and it's hard with i know a lot of people compare themselves to other artists oh this person's doing better than me like spotify numbers and stuff like that it's a really hard business to be in um and i think the way that i cope with it is having people around me that i can speak to you know my girlfriend um i'll, I'll speak to her about it my manager as well she's really good with Mental health. So I think it's just having important people around you that you can speak to, and you know they they reassure you and stuff like that. That's really really solid advice. Having good people around you. Uh, I'm glad that you've got some supportive people around you, and it can be very yeah. difficult. There is a trend at the moment where people are talking about getting anxiety from from the, their release day and and releasing new records and and wanting that that performance. Uh, you know the the work that they put in. They want to see those results, and it's not. Yeah. You kind of very often expect a better release than than what you get and, and just dealing with that it's, um, it's, yeah it's, it's really hard as well like 
if you, you pour your heart and soul into something and it doesn't quite do as well as you would have hoped um like that again it's just it's part of it and you just got to yeah. keep you know keep going it is like running a business nowadays being a producer i'm not sure what it was like back in the day but nowadays you have to do everything you have to do your promo you have to do your marketing and being a business owner gives you similar the, the similar stresses of, of it does take a toll on your mental health so you do have to be quite strong to, to to pursue this as a career but when you love the music you know there's there, there's a lot of positives i think yeah I, th I think that's just what i focus on like just I, i'd say the number one thing make good music and everything else will follow and don't ever don't ever try and like cater for anyone um just try and do what you want to do and what you want to make and everything else will follow really I think. yeah love that i love that what uh so some of your more successful tracks what was your process in the studio was it like a quick 15 minute bang out or any presets or you've been you, you hammer um, it or it's, just, it, it's both like I, I, some some tracks have taken ages tweaking it um you know, it, if if it doesn't sound quite right, just spend the time tweaking it. Sometimes you can get the idea down really quickly. Like one of my most successful tracks, Dagada, I was, uh, this was during COVID just before it ended and I had a, a job in a warehouse. And, you know, it wasn't very busy. I used to like pack bags and stuff and it wasn't very busy. And I just, I needed one bassy track for my EP just to sort of keep it varied. And I just sat down and I made it in like an hour and it just flowed. Sometimes it's like that. And it, but then sometimes it's like, like Find My Way Home was, took a little bit longer. Um, yeah, it, it, it depends really. But yeah, often, often you just sit down, you make an idea and it flows and those tracks can be really nice. Yeah. It's not always like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah and side note me and sammy were supposed to film this at uh P pirate camden i was in manchester and he was in london and then we did a switcheroo and didn't tell each other so <laughs> that's my bad i kind of fucked up with that <laughs> no, I, no. I, I passed through leeds i fucking love leeds yeah. uh so you're in leeds oh bro i was just i was seeing the missus up north and uh yeah yeah she's up there doing bits up there and uh, i'm in down here so we've got music studio up there we bounce between yeah. so I'll let you know next time I'm up there, but I love good, good culture yeah, there, yeah. good, good banter and shit, good lads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah is that is that your hometown, Leeds? Um, well, I'm I'm from down south. I was born in London, but I, yeah, I just live up here. It's just way cheaper. Yeah, um, yeah. The food is really, really good in Leeds. <laughs> um, people are really nice. Whereabouts uh, in London? I'm, Whereabouts in London were you born? Oh, I was born near Crystal Palace. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is, is that yeah. west or north? South, 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 <laughs> north, south, east, and west. Who knows? I was born. I was born north. I was born in Hampstead, quite posh ends. Very culturally, culturally diverse. Do you support a football team? Uh, I'm Chelsea. Uh, who are you? Crystal uh, Arsenal. 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 Oh, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Are, they, they are shelling it. So at least you're yeah, not Spurs. Yeah. If you were Spurs, I'd have to end the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. We can't continue. I don't, I don't chat with them. <laughs> so uh, let's get let's get a bit nerdy. What's your favourite synthesizer at the moment? What what are your plugins? Have you got any go to plugins? Are you Ableton or Logic? I can't remember. I am Logic, and yeah. I'm liking plugin. 
or VST plugin. Uh, you know what? Um, there's this transient shaper Ooh. by Kilo Hearts. It was I, it was just a free thing, and it gave you loads of plugins. Uh, and I've just been using that loads because with my drums, I like to make them really tight, not overlapping, like really short, snappy sounds. Um, and that transient shape is quite nice to, to help with that. Oh, love that. We love a good transient shaper, don't we, lads? We do love one of those. <laughs> and uh, what's your favourite food? What's your go-to munch when you're in Leeds? You know what? At the minute, it's Wagamama's. Oh, juicy. At the minute, I'm just... Oh, I love a Wagamama. Um, What's your go-to? What's your go-to order? I'll get a steak teriyaki soba. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Dang, dang. Um, but if not that, then just Nando's, always Nando's. I like, can, can eat that every day of the week. Yeah, it's the producer's diet. Nando's and Wagamama's, yeah, yeah that's mm. it. Isn't it? <laughs> and uh, what, are, what are your other hobbies outside of music? Do you spend 23 hours a day in the studio or do you like to play Ultimate Frisbee or take the dog for a walk or what's your... Yeah, what's your... yeah. all of them. I love all of them. <laughs> Let's go. Um, playing a bit of football, like, well, I haven't played in a while because I've, I've been away, but playing a bit of five-a-side, trying to get back into it. It's, it's really hard with my fitness levels <laughs> um I, yeah i love football and um taking the dog for a walk got a dog and a cat oh. um yeah spending time with the missus and yeah that's about it and then studio obviously oh sick very wholesome very wholesome and uh what what, what what's the vibe baseline versus drum and bass versus garage what what are you saying i <laughs> I like you know I I love garage. I think garage is my my favorite. But, yeah. but I like I love jungle as well. I think jungle's cool. Baseline like there'll always be a place in my heart for old school, old school baseline. I think and that Sheffield off and that stuff. I I still listen to it loads today. <laughs> like I love it. It's goaded. Um, yeah, it's goaded. <laughs> but it's yeah, UK place. garage for me is is. Yeah, it's my favourite. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Team Garage as well. So yeah, yeah. for those that don't know, uh, Baseline originated from Sheffield, and it is a lot. It was a lot more like scatty and wonky, and like I don't know, I don't know. It was now it's more like base, it was, a base house, isn't it? It's more like yeah, it's it was a lot more like wobbly and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit more serious now, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the drums are very like clean and and rigid and back in the day more dirty yeah. and like just less yeah. emphasis on the drums more emphasis on that groovy bass yeah um so yeah maybe we'll see a, an old school like niche bass ep from sammy coming soon <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> yeah who knows what he's got in stock so future releases what have you got lined up for the year what what i bet there's so much hype around your tracks and so, uh, so, so my out. next one is a collab with salute um which is like a nice kind of like housey but it's quick it's like 135 bpm um and I, and it did really well on on tiktok like a video of salute playing it in his boiler room uh, so that's coming out next month um and then we're trying to sort getting this flow down dub actually released so i think that that'll be the one after that hopefully yeah, yeah. huge yeah. <laughs> so huge oh mm -hmm. and um 
how do you see yourself progressing as an artist? Are we going to be seeing like live sets from you? Are you going to you know what? like I'd, an acoustic set? Yeah, I'd love, I'd actually love to get into that. I just need to, I need to find the time to just get some equipment and like do it and practice. Because I've always sort of like felt like I'm preparing for the next set and I haven't had like a time to sit down and think, okay, yeah, maybe this would be cool to, to do next. But I think live sets would be wicked um you know play some keys you know do some improvisation as well because I'm, I'm good at that and you know like that sort of stuff that'd be cool that's sick everyone would love that <clears throat> and uh going forward let's say you had to start again uh you're a new producer on the scene new dj what are the three most helpful things you'd say and what's what what's holding you back at the moment that you'd like to know if you were 10 years ahead what would you tell yourself um just send your stuff to as many labels and i think starting out as a producer just get your stuff to as many labels as you can um because that is the best way to get some exposure to begin with um just keep making music as well and don't and and you know i when i send my tracks out i send it to loads of labels and i didn't get any replies for two months and then got a reply and then that was my first release and then from there it just you know it gets easier and easier to make releases you can make your name for yourself um yeah that's sick great advice every artist that comes on the show talks about like being resilient and and everyone has to face these no's before they get yeses it's just the way yeah. i don't know if anyone's sent one demo email out and got signed from it but <laughs> but um yeah. But yeah, so so if you've been listening for this long, you probably know who Sammy Virgie is, obviously. But if you don't, Sammy, tell us some of your career highlights, some of the clubs you've played at, some of the festivals you've played at, all the amazing things you've done. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm Sammy, and I've made I've made some mixed music, and <laughs> I've played. I've played festivals. <laughs> I don't know. Um, played Printworks the other day, which was cool. Um, Warehouse Project. Some great festivals. This is a, this is a hard <laughs> job. I can list my achievements, but um, yeah. I don't know. I, it's hard to list your achievements. <laughs> That's lit. Um, yeah. So, how did you get your set of print works and and like warehouse and stuff? How did you? What's the step into that? Because a lot of people they they're DJed and they want to get involved in these big brands. So what's your advice to them? How how can they get involved? The, the natural progression is, I think, when you get an agent, that's when you. I wouldn't say. It's, you get more bookings, but you, you start maybe getting the bigger bookings. Um, but I think when you're ready, that time will come. Um, I mean, just, you just got to keep making music and, you, and and eventually you get picked up by, by an agency. And I think that, yeah, that helps with, with the, with the bigger ones anyway, you know, like in the warehouse project. Yeah. And like getting an agent, would you say just consistently releasing music, working on that and, trying to get some, yeah, I, some dubs yeah again just yeah and you can I th i'd say it's more important to release good music than release music all the time you know quality over quantity definitely um that that is one of the biggest things that separates 
uh, someone good from someone really good is just quality control. Mm. Um, you know? Brilliant, brilliant. That's great advice. We haven't heard that one yet, but that is top notch. Mm -hmm. And at, at uni, did you study music? Was that your your kind of, was that what you studied or did you do like uh, uh, architecture or something? <laughs> I studied biology. Oh, sick. sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually like, my plan was, I, it wasn't really my plan. It was sort of what my parents wanted me to do, but to go do a postgrad in medicine. But I got to uni and I did. I didn't go to any lectures. I must have been bottom of my class. Because <laughs> I was DJing all the time. Not just doing like R&B nights and stuff like that with my uh, my flatmate, Yemi. We would pay, play like four or five times a week, try and get a little bit of extra money as well. And yeah, just didn't go to any lectures. And <laughs> I ended up dropping out in third year. Because that's when things started to take off for me getting booked elsewhere and stuff. So sick yeah. so you you really paved your own path and it opened up for you that's that's a dream come true it's so sick yeah. <laughs> that you know i've wanted to do that from a young age i think yeah sick and i just saw a post on your instagram a minute ago saying you're going to be bringing out some more merchandise so is that is that going to happen um, <laughs> we can see that yeah gonna, we're getting um i've just had a meeting about it today so we're going to get a few more printed and yeah because that's another thing with releases as well if you have one of those t-shirts you can scan the qr code and it'll give you a dub and there's there's two on there already two dubs and when i release the shirts again when they when they get made i'll, I'll release another one with that as well that's so sick mm. that's such a good idea and um yeah so you, you're going to up to a pub are you more like a spoons guy? Do you like the kind of old school English stuff? What are you what are you buying when you go when you go to a pub? What's your order? I like an old man ale. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like a dirty like John Smiths or something. <laughs> like a stout or something. I don't mind a Guinness though, and I don't mind a Moretti, but yeah, like a a nice. My favorite pint is is um, Timothy Taylor's Bolt Maker. Oh. That is just the oldest man pint you'll you'll get. That's nice. Um, yeah, it's nice. Sink a few of those. Good mm. vibes. And um, where do you see your career in ten years' time? Are you gonna become an NFT or robot or what's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I I tend not to not to think too much about the future and try and just again just try and make good music and everything else will follow I'll, I'll say that again and again yeah i don't know i'm just taking it as it comes you know i love that yeah and yeah and um i did i did a google search because i was like i need to research my guest and make sure i know what i'm talking about it said do you have a record label is it a self-titled record label or is, is google tripping no, I don't have a record. <laughs> Google, I, I, Google. <laughs> I've done most of my stuff um, self-released. Okay. Um, yeah. Is that your advice to uh, an upcoming producer, maybe, to self-release? I mean, maybe a better idea is to go for a few record labels. And then... yeah, that's what I would say. Do don't don't self-release to begin with. Well, I, when when I first started, I was doing SoundCloud free download things to get my 
SoundCloud followers up. There's like a gate thing you can do. If you want to download the track, you have to follow this person. And that was a really good way of building a little bit of a fan base. Um, but I don't know because a lot of things, are, not many people listen, not as many people listen to SoundCloud as they did, I think. Mm, um, yeah. Spotify is a, is a big thing now. So I think getting, getting uh, when you're starting out 100% send to labels and release on labels first. Yeah, there was that there was that weird transition where SoundCloud went more like hip hop vibes, like it used to be proper EDM, and then mm, the, the mm. algorithm favoured the hip hop. Like I did a hip hop mix, and it's gone so viral compared to my other mixes. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> anyway, so top three garage producers, old school and new school, very controversial, but don't have to answer if you don't. Um, three old school producers. I'll do, I'll do three old school and three new school. Um. Well, I'll just I'll, I, okay. So MJ Cole, I think, is the best. Carl Brown is what was one of my favorite. Carl Brown and Tough Jam. Um, new School, MPH is really good. Um, Bakey is really yeah, good. Shout out Bakey. Um, yeah, Bakey's drums, I think, just so clean. And prescribe the vibe. He he does some of the best two step that you'll that you'll hear. Um, yeah, I think those guys are. But but it's it's hard to say that they're the best because there's so many, so many people are amazing in their own way as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. That's your your three favorite. Don't don't get disheartened if you weren't mentioned. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. We might have, we might have a future guest on that will say you know, and. Um, yeah so what 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 are your plans for this year obviously you've just come off a, a, an australia tour which is amazing have you got any other tours planned yet or can you talk about um, what can you give us to get excited about i don't know if there's anything that i can talk about <laughs> okay. i've got um I've, I've got this this show in london on on not the, not tomorrow but the next friday which will be good um that's like the last of my uk tour ones and i'm getting some special guests for it but I again i can't say because it's like <laughs> not an announcing but they'll, they'll be there Lit, look, yeah. and uh got to keep it exclusive and um yeah just how, what, what are your thoughts on on the music industry streaming is there anything that you can say or you'd like to talk about like Anything you'd like to improve about the industry or stuff like that? Um, I think Spotify Wrapped is is bollocks. I think <laughs> I think it's I think it's the most unhealthy thing. I think I I try and make a point of not posting about it. Although I'm happy with my numbers and I'm like I'm I'm really happy with them, but I I. I think it's Spotify Wrapped is like a breeding ground for people to compare themselves to other people, and I think that can sometimes be what um, a really hard thing for other producers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good one. So that's 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 slightly controversial, but I think a, a majority of producers will agree with you there that 
Spotify raptors. You know, people feel the need to to post it because everyone else is posting it, and you see things like, "Oh, my numbers aren't this good, but I'm happy with." Like, I I sometimes feel like, "Oh, that's just not good to com to compare yourself." And numbers don't mean anything as well, because the th the things that are important are, you know, you you could have you could have like a hundred streams on your track, but you know, that, and that might just be from one person that loves that track. And that is the important thing because your track might mean the world to that one person. And that's, you know, that's really important. You, you, you must've had a track that you listen to that you, that you, you listen to it all the time. You're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I wish I could just tell the producer how sick this track is. And like, that's the important thing, you know, touching the hearts of people. I don't know. That is a fucking very good perspective. And I have never thought about it that way. So everyone should take that on board. Um, you know, the numbers don't really matter. Numbers can be bought as well. <laughs> a lot of people That's have really good well. yeah, numbers campaigns. can be bought. Numbers <laughs> so. can be bought. Um, but I, I see why Spotify do it because it gets people to post it all the time. It's kind of ge genius marketing strategy. But I think, um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sort of sort of against against it. But... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that we're gonna include because I find that quite interesting. Uh, what do you have any other controversial opinions? Not any that will get you in trouble, just to do with music. <laughs> 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 don't incriminate yourself. Um, <laughs> Send it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think I we can talk about on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. So yeah, I mean that is a lot, and um, yeah, have you got? Let's see. I've asked you quite a lot. I've asked you about tour life, fun gig stories, future. Also, gigs. wait, hang on. Sorry, when I was when I speak about Spotify Wrapped, I think it's cool when you got like number one listener, two, three. I'm talking more about like the producer thing, where it's like this is how many streams you got and stuff like that. I think. Uh, I don't. I, I. I. kind of retract my statement. I don't think it's bollocks. I think that's a bit harsh. But I think, <laughs> you know, I. Do, do you know what I mean? About, oh, bro, bro. I've heard so many people with that with that viewpoint. I, I just know, know people that get really disheartened by it. And but do you think that that, that 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 in itself is a bad thing, or social media is the problem? Because if you yeah, just well, get your stats, yeah, you're like, oh, this is sick. But because everyone posts it on Instagram, that's that's the problem. Like if every producer got their own stats, their Spotify wrapped, and you know that it was private, you couldn't share it. Yeah, it's, I it's think not, be a good that's thing. that's not that bad. It's, I the, think it's be... the so I think the problem is Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's probably that. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's probably more that because yeah, like I think you're you, right. you get you get birds. Yeah. yeah, they scroll through Instagram and then they compare themselves like. This bird's got nicer ass. This bird's got nice face, or whatever, or whatever. I'm not a bird, so I can't say. I don't. I don't do that. I don't get jealous of anything ever. Yeah. Um. And yeah. um. You know, I'm quite a secure yeah. person. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, you know, there's filters. There's there's body enhancing apps. Like you can't take that for serious. You know, for serious. And same with the numbers. It's like people can enhance their numbers, and you're like, this artist got 10 million more plays than me. 
my career is useless. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like your point was amazing that the quality of the listeners as well is a huge factor. And I never thought of that. There might be someone out there that thinks, like, oh, I love this song. And isn't it such a nice feeling when you get a message like, oh, this song touched me? It, you know, it's I, uh, yeah. And... I got a message about one of my tunes for, called "Forgetting," right? And it's a tune that I really like, but it didn't do it didn't do very well. Well, didn't do particularly well on. <laughs> on Spotify, but this one person messaged me and was like, like, I, you know, I'm obsessed with this track, the chords and everything is amazing. And that, that is what matters to me. If you, if you're touching at least one person, that is success, you know? That's huge. That's huge. That's such a nice way to put things. I'm sure you're touching at least one person with every track you put out. So that's a success. <laughs> and um, when are we going to see, are you ever going to put your own vocals on a track? Have you done that yet? Or are we going to sit here some Sammy Virgin MC? I have done that with a track, but I don't know if it's released or not. Okay. I, I don't like sing, you know, like lead vocals. <laughs> it's more like chords. It'll be like to enhance the um, production in some yeah. way we're not going to hear any reggae reggae vocals from you anytime nah, soon nah. well uh Dagada was my vocals oh there you go, nah, there nah, you wasn't, go. Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it sounded so much like you i joked the podcast like the same anyway so so yeah and um what's your favorite club in the uk to play at and, and what makes it special for you um i think warehouse project second room the concourse is is that is such a good room i just think the way it's laid out like with people behind and i just think that that was that was a really cool place to play uh, but then but then obviously going to uni in newcastle like a club called world headquarters is uh, i really love like has a place in my heart but yeah oh that's sick and we'll close we'll close with one more question what's your favorite club uh not in the uk or maybe like a certain nation like New Zealand, Australia. What's it? What's your favorite club abroad that you've played at? Um, well, probably the place in Melbourne. It's called Howlers, and it was like <laughs> it was like a an outside. It was kind of kind of outside. It was like a day party thing. Um, that was just amazing. So. like that was kind of like people behind as well like just call that boiler room type setting thing oh love that so you yeah. pref- do you, you you enjoy like an intimate set i like yeah it. i like yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. Thing, yeah yeah so nice like playing in a cave or something a few hundred yeah. people <laughs> yeah good for vibes and um what's your we'll ask a few more questions because i like chatting to you so <laughs> what's, your, what's your what's your rider like not your technical rider. Like, do you have a rider? What do you do? Your preferred rider? Is it a bag of cashew nuts and a banana, or what? What's your go-to rider? Um, it's like a bottle of vodka and some beers. Oh, nice. And I've got a protein shake on there as well. I think it used to be a smoothie, but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna get, you know, those like ginger shots that you can get. I really like them. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get one of them on there. Um, I love that. Yes. Yeah. I love that. All right, we'll we'll wrap it up there, Sammy. Don't take up too much of your time. Thank you so much for coming no on. Worries, man. And then next time we're both in London, we'll hit up Camden. We'll bring a bottle of tequila. We'll get fucked up and, and <laughs> chat, chat some more. All right, guys. Anything else you want to say, Sammy? Before we wrap it up, any other tips for producers? <laughs> Give you all the tips. <laughs> all right, sweet as lads. All right, we'll see you in the next one.